Thriving in today's fast-paced world of change and disruption requires innovation. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that explores the ins and outs of innovation with raw stories, real insights, and practical advice from the best and brightest in the world of startups and innovation. Each week, we'll bring you the latest ideas in lean startup, design thinking, corporate venture capital, and more. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Today, we are going to have our part two of our interview with Daniela Dondi. He is the head of the innovation studio at ING, based in Europe. Uh, Currently, he's based in Spain, and uh, he sits down with us in the second part to talk a little bit about some of the misperceptions of what it's like to run a corporate accelerator. So sit back, enjoy, listen, and uh, let us know what you think, and uh, let's go to the interview. You mentioned in your article also about validation and running experiments and just the importance of getting through a lot of experiment cycles. Could you talk about the role that you put Lean Startup in within your accelerator? Absolutely. So one of the key elements that we teach our participant of the accelerator is that you can't build something that nobody wants and you never know when someone really wants something and many times if they tell you that they need uh, a yellow walkman does not mean that they really need a yellow, a yellow walkman <laughs> and and if you read my blog then mm-hmm. you know you know what what i mean so the one of the critical elements of lean startup is customer validation and this is what we try to uh push all the internal teams and also the external startups to do during the six-month cycle. So try to validate that you have a real problem with customers that you really want to solve. And the key element here is don't build your product if you aren't sure, not only that the customer likes it, but also that the customer will pay enough for your business case to be viable. And you specifically mentioned uh, the role of the specific experiment that you designed. Uh, you know, let, let's say we have a corporation or a startup. They're listening to this. They understand, of course, I need to test uh, and my assumptions. I need to design experiments. But you kind of hinted that not all experiments are designed equally, right? Experiment design, I think, is the skill of the present because it's uh, something that is so difficult to build. I have seen a team that uh, was able in, in three months to invalidate 22 different business business model. You know, it's, a, it's, an, it's an amazing speed of, of invalidation. And what I want to say is that, you know, experiment is really difficult. I mean, every experiment that you build, the first thing that you need to do is you need, you need to grab customer attention. And that's already a challenge in today's world. So imagine when you want to build an online experiment, and not only you want people to pay attention to your experiment, but you also want people to engage in order for you to have quantifiable results. That's very, very difficult. And that's a skills that normal corporations don't have usually because they are used to validate their product after they're launched to, uh, into, into, the, into the market when the brand is already there or they're used with the more tra- traditional marketing tools which are focus, focus group and uh, survey which is exactly the kind of uh, you know, 
customer discovery that we want to avoid because are the ones where you guessed when you get the least quality out of uh, of the respondent. So um, we have seen that having experiment designed coaches, which are external and therefore needs to be paid, and these people are very expensive, it's necessary through, through the cycle in order to get uh, validated results. Daniela, you, you mentioned mm -hmm. this phrase of using an outside experiment design coach. You know, th that's something we haven't heard as much, and it definitely shows uh, a commitment to what you guys thought of good experimentation. C can you tell us a little bit more about these people, uh, where you found them, or what they brought to the table? Yes, so that's actually true, because I wanted to explain experiment design to my colleague here in Spain. So I Google it, and the only thing that I, can, that I could find uh, was, you know, this guy in the lab that are trying to do, you know, save, uh, save the world from cancer. So it's something that is uh, absolutely <laughs> new. So experiment design coaches, um, I found an external company which uh, builds venture for corporation mm -hmm. and um, I don't know if you're familiar with the venture building but but mainly it's a corporation that tells you I have a problem and then uh, an external company builds a startup around that mm -hmm. and if the company if the corporation likes the solution they buy the uh, solution if they don't the startup is an independent startup mm -hmm. <laughs> So and uh, I think that those guys apply Lean Startup themselves, uh, and uh, and they found out that uh, one of the skills that they had was to, you know, validate very very quickly hypotheses from corporation, and from there it grew as a skills. How do you validate hypotheses? How do you validate if the problem, if the um, customer that you're targeting really is, is a problem that is worth solving? And from that, they moved more into consulting, and now they are our performing partner. And I, I can mention the name. They're called Firm House. Um, it's a company based in Rotterdam, and they're very, very good in experiment design. Excellent. Is there any specific advice that you gave to the participants in the studio or even the startups on how they could approach those the Fab Four that you mentioned, right? Those corporate individuals to to either garner their support or sponsorship or ability to be able to navigate some of the things that maybe were outside of their control? I think that this is really the most important role, not of the team participants, but of the accelerator lead. So the guy that builds the accelerator needs to involve this function. They need to understand the approach. They need to be involved in the selection of the startup and in the selection of the internal teams. And uh, they also need to feel a little bit uh, responsible of the of the result. So that is the the things to do number one. Regarding the participant, guys, don't get angry at them. I know a lot of people that were frustrated <laughs> because this legal guy was really, uh, you know, slowing down uh, the process. But he's trying to protect uh, your company. Actually, mm -hmm. so he's there for for a reason. Most probably, if you have a job, is because in the past he <laughs> saved <laughs> your ass, right? So make sure that you understand their 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 position and involve them from the from the beginning. We talked a lot about getting the right people into the accelerator internally. 
and you talked about the role of the person leading the accelerator, but one of the kind of taboo things that, that people don't discuss is compensation and incentives, right, that, that come around that. Because, you know, people, especially if it's a startup that's coming in there, they're compensated very differently than potentially uh, a corporate employee who comes into an innovation group with a, a comfortable, fat salary, if you will. Uh, did you talk about or think about the roles that compensation or incentives play in, in how people either worked within that studio or even how you or the other leaders led that studio? I think that this is a very, very hot topic. Um, luckily, from my side, I couldn't play a lot with it because uh, there is a policy of ING that uh, we don't give bonus to our internal em em employees, especially not in the function that, uh, that I mentioned. So mm -hmm. giving bonus was not an option. But of course... What I'm, I mentioned before about the upside, it's clearly different. You know, if a startup is successful, the founder of the startups they can get a real big financial upside. Mm -hmm. If an internal team is successful, well, the employee is most probably will get a promotion. But of course, it's not comparable <laughs> of uh, you know of being the CEO of the next big big thing. At the same time, you know, you know, the risk is also different. Yes. The, the startup guys, they really eat pizzas every 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 evening, and they share an, an apartment, while uh, while the ING employees still have a salary at the end of the month. So I think that more or less, compensation is not the driving force. The driving force is really the motivation of the internal employees to create something new that can really change the life, if you want, of our customers. So finding these people is important because the financial motivation is, uh, uh, you know, it's not that strong. And I don't believe, at least for internal em employees, in motivating them with, with financial compensation. Excellent. Daniela, in your article, uh, one of the interesting points that you said was that a customer-validated solution with great potential resting in the backlog waiting for a sponsor might happen. And sometimes you may have a product that's not as good that will go live, whereas a great product who doesn't have a sponsor might not go live. Uh, talk us through a little bit more about that dynamic and how important the sponsorship is within within a corporation. Teams need to consider their sponsor as if they were um, investors, right? The investors, of course, they are looking for a return, but not all the return is equal. So they also need to think about which kind of problem are you solving for your for your for your sponsor, and it and you need to consider that if you change the scope of your solution, most probably you need to. Uh, ask yourself as well, am I still adding value to my sponsor or not? I think the, the last thing I would like to talk about is a little bit, so you've you've actually created and, and run a corporate accelerator. What kind of words of advice would you have for other corporations maybe listening to this podcast thinking they want to, uh, you know, and jump into that journey of creating their own corporate accelerator? What are some of the key takeaways that you can, uh, you can provide them? I think that First of all, launching an accelerator, it's an, it's an amazing experience. I run two cycles of the, of the innovation studio, and every time it's amazing to see the quality of the people that you meet, not only the team members, 
but also all the mentors, the investor, the venture capitalist, uh, and the people that approaches you to be part of this uh, journey. So I will encourage definitely everybody to uh, do so. Uh, one of the things that is very important is that managing an accelerator, you manage it by exception. You have never done it before, so you don't have the procedure. Nobody in your uh, corporation, especially the support function like legal, compliance, procurement, um, have the procedure to support you. And therefore, every time there is a project, a problem, it's an exception. So you need really senior management support. And I don't need, and I don't mean, you know, uh, the head of a business unit. I really need the board of uh, of your company because usually these are the people that can make a phone call and say, hey, for this particular process, let's waive this uh, this uh, procedure. So this is the learning number one. Get your board support. We didn't have it for the first cycle. We had it for the second one, and it changed completely the, sp- the speed. Second one, make sure you understand what you want to get out, out from it. From us, it was simple. We want internal ING unit to collaborate with startup. So we didn't want a, a solution at the end of the cycle. We wanted to start a collaboration. And therefore, we scheduled the six months with a lot of interaction with, between internal business unit and startups that we had. If you want to launch a, cycle, a, a service, then you definitely need uh, a different up, up, approach. Well, Daniele, I just want to thank you very much again for your time on the Inside Outside Innovation Podcast. Uh, again, I loved your article. We'll, we'll make sure we keep sharing it. And uh, if anybody has a desire to learn more, either about the ING Innovation Studio or yourself, uh, what are the best ways for them to learn? If you want to know more about the Innovation Studio, please go to www.innovationstudio.ninja. And actually, the ninja part, I would like to stress that, <laughs> because we always say that, you know, entrepreneur and entrepreneur should act like ninja. I don't know if you know the difference between the ninja and samurai, but the samurai is all about honor, playing, uh, obeying the rules, following uh-huh. all procedure, while the ninja really wants to get things done, you know? It doesn't matter <laughs> how. You know, please go get the result in the in the quickest way possible. And um, and this is a great parallel that, you, that uh, we make every time internal amp- employees join. Please forget about being a samurai. Now you are a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> great. So and to be it. honest, the reality was that innovationstudio.com was already taken and the <laughs> Way cheaper, so so, we can... <laughs> so you made up the good story to go with it. That's great. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And imagine when corporate comes and gave gave us the okay to publish to publish something. That was the biggest uh, uh, achievement, I think, of the accelerator. Well, that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, reach out and let us know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at the IO Podcast. And if you have 30 seconds to spare, please, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes as well. Go over there, review us, uh, give us uh, an opportunity to uh, earn your trust and business, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Till next time, go out and innovate.